Welcome to this episode of Ronan Talks Languages. In this episode, I talk to John, who works for Airbus. John is a proud Frenchman, but he has the privilege of speaking many other languages. If you want to find out more about my podcast, please be sure to follow me on Instagram, Ronan Talks Languages Podcast. Or if you haven't already, just subscribe to me on Spotify. Otherwise, you'll forget. Just do it now. Keep listening to find out more. How are you, John? I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for agreeing to speak to me today. So today I just want to have a quick chat about you, yourself, your career, everything that's going right for you. Can you just tell me a bit about what you do? So as a job, I'm currently working at Airbus Defence and Space. I'm based in the UK. I work in supply chain. So I have to make sure that the suppliers deliver on time, on quality and on cost. Make sure everything runs as smoothly as possible. You're not in the commercial side of like, we hop on a plane and go off to Malaga. No. So the defense and space sector, I work on, uh, so on a drone. Uh, that drone is, is can be used either for military purposes or for connectivity purposes. I've also recently started working on the space project. So yeah, really, really exciting topic. And yeah, I'm quite, quite lucky to be in that, in that area. So can you just tell me, like, what did you study? Was there anything to do with languages in that? Not at all. So my studies were... I did five year of uh, engineering school in France and I did out of those five years I did three years of apprenticeship uh, with Airbus so mostly engineering nothing specifically linked to languages no I did have to do uh, some internships abroad and they had to be abroad uh, so that we could uh, well discover different cultures and um, yeah make the most of uh, learning uh, learning a language if you had nothing to do with studying like languages how did you how did you come across French so uh, my mother is French and my father is uh, is English so I've grown up with both languages actually have you always lived in the UK or have you been living somewhere else no I've done some back and forth so uh, <laughs> so I was born in the UK uh, grew up there until I was seven. Then, uh, then we moved to France with uh, with my parents. So I grew up from seven till twenty one in France, and uh, I got uh, I got the job with uh, with Airbus, and uh, I recently moved to the to the UK for this job actually. So. Um, so you're home <laughs> yeah yeah that's it but I, yeah so I am home but weirdly France still feels like France feels more like home than actually England even though like most of the people say oh yeah John's the English guy and, and stuff but actually France does feel more like home is there anything that makes France feel more like home or is it is it a mindset thing or is it language what is it it's a lot of things actually so I'd say maybe memories as well because I have a lot more memories, obviously, in France than I have when, when I was young in, in England. But also mindset and attitude and just the, the whole culture, which is very, very different. The approach to life, to having a meal, simple things like that in, in England. I'm noticing it every day where in England we only have a lunch break of 30 minutes. In France you have, I think it's a bit less than an hour and people like enjoy taking time having a proper meal, sitting at a table. And in England, for example, you might see plenty of people eating sandwiches at their office desk in front of their computer. So that would never happen in France. So you obviously grew up in the, one would say, privileged situation of having a bilingual mm. household. Was there anything difficult about learning a language? Did you ever face a hurdle with the French? So it's true. Before, how was I? I was 
probably 13 or 14 when I had to properly learn my first language and it was a big shock for me. I, I really do remember it actually because, well, English and French for me were, were natural and it seemed like evident that, okay, like languages are easy, right? And then when I started learning Spanish at school, I was like, wow, the list of vocabulary, like you have to learn it, you have to try and use it. And I was like, no way, this is not for me. <laughs> so it was quite a weird situation where I was really, really bad at Spanish at first because, well, it's a, it's a proper learning curve, like to learn a language, especially learning it at school, which is like, you have to start there because, well, that's, you have to start somewhere, right? But that I found the easiest is definitely like doing those internships abroad. So when I did my internship in in Spain, that is the reason why I did those internships abroad, because I knew that it, it would be more brutal, but you enjoy it. And and yeah, it's just easier and you take pleasure out of learning it because you see also the progress that when you're yeah. when you're over there. Something that I noticed at home, it's very easy to sit back and not put yourself in situations of trying to engage with people. But the minute you're thrown into a different culture and you suddenly have to figure out everything for yourself, you're, tr you're thrown into situations where you can't avoid talking to people. And then that's where you really notice growth in your language. True. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like being on the spot in front of somebody and they're trying desperately trying to make you understand something and, and you have to like think proper deep. And yeah, but that makes you also learn some stuff which you might never have learned at school like um i remember when uh, when i was abroad in 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 spain um learning the fruits and veg those yeah. basic words which like they don't teach you that at school but when you're in the country and you want to buy something and you and you see it on the on the shelf like oh yeah this is called this this is called that and then when you use it and that's when it becomes interesting and you really see the use of of languages I've spoken to a few people about their Erasmus experiences studying, but you mm -hmm. said you were doing an internship. How was that? So my internship, I did that. That was in 2017. That was um, that was great because I was able to go with Airbus at that period of time. I did my apprenticeship in Airbus commercial line, so um, the regular airlines. And depending in which country you go, they have different sites and they produce different sections of the aircraft. So it was really interesting for me to see how they were assembling the uh, some uh, the horizontal tailplanes. Can you explain? That is the, the back, the 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 wings at the back of a plane, basically the horizontal wings at the back of a plane. Can you just tell me? So you had you had the engineering. You obviously you have the English and French. How do they mm -hmm. fit together? Well, like depending in which field you work, right? You will always be in that situation where you'll have to either read some technical documents, like. When for us, when we're like us being in England, it's kind of easy because English is the general language used. But when comparing it to when I was in France, France was the normal and you had to learn English. People who weren't that good at English, it was a real difficulty for them because, well, they were basically not able or not understanding either different technical documents and also interacting with people you'll always be in that situation where one day you don't think that they will happen but when it does happen you're really happy that you're able to to speak that language yeah it helps to communicate and also just general get have a better connection with the people that either you're working with or also um even outside of work when you go on holiday or when you you're traveling or if um, just in everyday life so like you said you were on supply chain would that be supply chain within the UK or are you dealing with other countries? No, so the, so the um, so it would be other countries. So um, I have suppliers from literally all over the world. So either America, Germany, UK, France. I had quite an interesting situation where um, I was on the call with a French supplier and um, there were some, let's say, 
contractual problems and they took a, a time off break during the meeting not knowing that I could speak French and they were just talking French without realizing that I could understand everything. It's in those situations that sometimes you realize it's really useful to to have those those extra languages. So yeah, from from literally all over the world we, we supply parts for for our different aircrafts or satellites. Something that I was always jealous about was the fact that when you speak English you're clearly you sound English and then when you speak French you you think that you're a Frenchman. Like, do you have any advice for people? Like, is there a way of picking up an accent? Because obviously you did pick up an accent somewhere. Actually, when I was young, I didn't speak French. I was I was just really pig-headed and I didn't want to speak it. So I could understand everything, but I'd never spoke French until I arrived in France when I was, when we moved to France. And that's when I had to speak it. But the accent came automatically, I guess. But I think it's mostly linked to hearing. Like when you hear constantly that language around you, you just incorporate it and you learn how to pronounce it, how, how um, from other people, from how they pronounce it. So I'd say it's linked to, to hearing. So yeah, you can pick up accents. Um, yeah, but it takes, but then it depends. Then you always have that example of, of some, some people who will never pick up the accent. Like um, what's the name of that, uh, of the Arsenal coach? Um, Arsene, he's, Arsene he Wenger, speaks, is it? He's, yeah, Arsene Wenger. He speaks very good English, but his accent is is very French. There's a guy that you always remind me of. His name is Paul Taylor. He's a comedian. He's from he's from actually the UK, but he's married mm-hmm. to a, a French woman. He lived a few years of his life, I think, in Spain and in France when he was younger. But his French is phenomenal. Like he does comedy shows through French. It's like it's the same as I remember listening to you in conversations with people in English, and then suddenly flick of a switch, you're sounding French again. Like yeah. I, I just wish I had it. I think I think that that is some. Uh, I have no credit for that whatsoever. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I have any credit. <laughs> it, it would be lying. Like the accent is. I wouldn't even concentrate on the importance of the accent. If you have it, great. The only thing you can boast about is people. Well, they think you're from the country. But if you speak the language, even if you have a strong accent, that's already really, really good. Um. So just to finish off. In your opinion, do you think it is worthwhile investing in languages? Yes, definitely. The What will motivate you to invest in languages when you see what you will be able to do with it, how to use it. It isn't just for the sake of learning a language or being able to watch a film in VO. Like, it gives you job opportunities. I Most of my job opportunities, when I said like I was English, French and good level, I, I knew I had some solid notions in Spanish. That did op- That does open doors. Also for work, for when you go on holiday, I mean, it just helps a lot. And it also allows you to connect with people, talk to people. It just makes everything, everything easier. You're really selling this to me. <laughs> um, thanks so much for speaking to me, uh, John. I'll have to try to get over to, where is it, Ren in the future? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I have to, I have to come to Dublin. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ronan Talks Languages. Be sure to follow me on Instagram, Ronan Talks Languages Podcast, for more information.